Welcome to Dad's Garage Cast. This is Ed. I'm Tom. And this is Ruben. It from, is. We're an, from Your Welcome Hollywood, the podcast. That's right. A different podcast. Yes. But you're listening to Dad's Garage Cast. You're in the right place. This is episode number dose. Yep. yep. The deucer. Oh. Numero two. Gotta be better than the last, but bridge to the third. Right. Slight improvements. Here comes the <laughs> sophomore effort. But we're saving the good shit for episode three. Mm-hmm. When it all comes together, and also that's when Galactus shows yeah. up. And we unveil the Dad's Garage Cast Extended Universe. Which is a league of podcasts that will be uh, in 2028. Oh, man. We yeah. haven't slated for a long time. Mm-hmm. So brace yourself for some oversaturation. So here we are at Dad's Garage Theater. In the bowels. Just deep within its tum guts, where sound sounds the best, and uh, we are here to bring you some more uh, content from all around Dad's Garage. That's right. We've got interviews. We've got bits. We've we got, got segments. Mm-hmm. We've got stories. We got more segments than a tangerine up in this piece. Nice, yeah. dude. Or like a like a centipede. Yeah, Those are yeah. segmented as far as bugs go. Or a Ken Burns documentary series. Oh, sick. Yeah. Oh, man. Nice, Tom. Nice. All so, right. Ruben, uh, what's, our first, up what's first. our first piece? Yeah, guys, you guys, do you guys remember uh do you guys remember uh Chris Gray? Yeah, I remember, no. oh, I remember him. He's still alive. Yeah, we saw him a couple minutes ago. Yeah. Never heard of him. Yeah, well, if you guys remember Chris Gray, he does his little story time with Chris Gray. His it's, little story it's time. Little. Oh, oh. What, it's so doing small. one of your little stories? <laughs> Are you telling an, Are you telling a little tale there? No, they're regular stories. In yeah. fact, they, uh, and they're not tall tales because they're true tales. Yeah, and so they're so, not small tales because there's a mice in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like so, Bible goes west. So a little story is the opposite of a tall tale. It right. just means that it's true. Yes. yes. Great. Yeah. And this one is by Maggot Rushdie. Yep. And he tells a story of an illicit adventure with some friends and Spider-Man. Yeah, and cops are involved. <laughs> so wait and see how sexy it gets. Yeah, it's going to get real high tension. So here we go. Uh, story time with Chris Gray. Here on Dad's Garage Cast. Welcome to Storytime with Chris Gray, where I hang out with funny people and we trade true personal stories, all while being underscored by a live musician. All right, we're here with story time with Chris Gray. I'm Chris Gray, and uh, <laughs> I'm doing the least amount of talking on this. this. Is all the storytellers telling the story? I'm just setting yeah. them up. But our next storyteller, we've got Maggot Rushdie. Is that pronounced correctly? R- Rushdie. <laughs> nice. Thank you. His daughter River correcting me. There was, keep keep me keep me honest, River. That's right. I'm, I'm Even if it's like Smith, I'll be like yeah. Smythe. <laughs> so Maggot Rushdie. All right. So your story. Uh, wow. You got detained by police after being caught on the roof of an elementary school. <laughs> I want to hear this story. Yeah. So uh, we were hanging out one day, and um, <laughs> who's we? Uh, let me get into this. Uh, is uh, me, my friend Stephen uh, Atkins. My brother Rudy, we're just, uh, and my friend Gary, we're just hanging out one day, and this is like post high school by a year, but we were all of different age groups. So, like, some of us were still in high school. I was a year out of high school. My friend Gary was a year out of high school. Uh, we were in college, and we were just hanging out, trying to figure out something to do on a Friday night. And, um, 
my friend Garrett and Steven, they went to elementary school with each other and they said, oh, remember, we used to be able to climb up on the top of this elementary school. There's this tree that led to this little overhang uh, area that was that connected the buildings. And then you could hang out on the roof and just, it was nice and serene. It was a clear night. We we're going to go up there and kind of look at the stars and just hang out and find something to do on the Friday night. And we did that. We went to... Uh, and hung out there and Garrett and Steven had hung out there like hundreds of times and it was the first time that a bunch of us were up there and it was fun like it was a little adventure we climbed up on this tree and then like climbed up onto the roof of the school and it was completely it was deserted it was just us hanging out so um us being these young adult men uh we started uh playing spider-man which so here's the thing is this this would happen every once in a while where we would like go hang out in this like clear area like go to like a park after hours and we'd just find out that we wanted to be eight years old again and we'd start playing like spider-man or x-man and stuff like that so um we started playing Spider-Man on the roof of this uh, school and did that for an hour or so. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody would be uh, Spider-Man and then somebody would be the Green Goblin. And <laughs> you should take turns being Spider-Man. The yeah, yeah, we would without a doubt. Like, okay, it's, so we would take turns being Spider-Man, but like it would always be either Steven or me because like we were the Spider-Man fans and like so we'd you know we we heist a bank and then go chase each other. It was like it was like we were sort of. It was like an excuse to do almost parkour on a roof. <laughs> but then <laughs> so like, we just stop like, oh. and just explain, like, well, this is when I do a cool flip. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So we're doing that for like an hour or so, and then we start inviting other friends up. Like, we call our friend uh, Rick to come over. Steven calls a couple of girls that he like he's hanging out with. And, oh, um, ladies into this now. Uh, yeah, this <laughs> oh, how you impress oh. ladies? We're playing Spider-Man on the roof. It's not that. <laughs> so, like... How old are you guys going to be when you're This is like uh, 18, 19, 20. Oh. Yeah, and then, like, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Old enough to die in war, young enough to still pretend to be... Yeah, yeah. Like, old, old enough to where we should, like... We shouldn't be doing this on both a legal and a social level. Like, we should not be doing these things up on the roof. Um... So, like, we invite some friends up, and, like, we're, uh, at this point, um, Rudy and Garrett are like, uh, this is, this is getting to be a little bit much for us. And they're like, they head down to, like, Publix to go get, like, a couple of sandwiches and stuff. And, uh, Steven's friends show up, and, like, they come up on the roof, and, um, then we're like, oh, man, wouldn't it be crazy if, like, they caught us, like, somebody caught us up here doing that? It's like, as if, as if we knew it, because we weren't, we were just mildly breaking the law, in my opinion. It, it was technically, trespass. it was criminal trespass. Uh, yes, um, but we weren't doing anything. It's, uh, so then that's that's exactly what happens next. Is we hear the cops outside, and we're like, okay, we're just gonna hide in this corner. Nobody's. It's uh, there, there's no way that they know we're here, um, right? Like it's. Yeah, <laughs> they, they can't know for certain that we're up here playing Spider-Man. And um, so we just like kind of hide out in the corner. And then like we hear more cop cars come up. And then like we hear dogs, uh, like canine unit. 
Uh, and that's like when we come out from this little corner that we were hiding up just with our hands up in the air, like, and you hear the cops going like, holy shit, there's a bunch of them. <laughs> um, and like we, they like pull us down onto the stairs and like the cops like pat us down. They're checking for like weapons and drugs and like, why are these, you know, uh, young adult men and women hanging out on the, like, it's clearly there's something nefarious is going on. Um, so we, uh, they put us in handcuffs, stick us in the back of the various police cars. And the issue was is that uh, one of the people that Steven invited, like, drove her car up, left all her lights on and all her doors open in her car. Like, just what? like, just like, was her step, like. She, she like, like, rushed up there. Yeah, she was like, she, it's so like. get up there to play Mary Jane. Yeah, we were like trying to hide in the, in like, of of, of course they knew somebody was up there. Like, it was, they probably thought somebody was, like, in major trouble. And uh, so they, like, did, they put sound, they, like, search up on the roofs and stuff. On their, like, the cops were like, so what were you guys doing up there? <laughs> we were like, oh, you know, we're watching the stars and playing Spider-Man. Um, and, like, they had grabbed my friend Steven and, like, it was uh, shortly after Napoleon Dynamite had come out and like he grabbed his license and Steven's license picture is him doing a Napoleon Dynamite face and he's like he takes Steven's license he's like what's wrong with you he's like, <laughs> asking, he's like it's a it's from a movie it's a it's a joke and he's like I don't get it <laughs> it's like it's like well you'd, you'd have to see the movie to get the joke and like it was like it wasn't bad enough that we were getting detained like we were also like having very awkward social interactions with um so then like the cops are like up there like looking for everything and they're trying to find where like like drugs or weapons or um and they don't find anything because we weren't doing anything and they let us go and they were like y'all need to like just not do this any like we're letting you go they they got the people's information that were uh in school and like those kids got like suspension but i, I wasn't i was like i was an adult <laughs> so, uh, yeah uh, so they just like let us dip out and like after this we were all we all had like a pretty we're like holy shit that was a lot and um so I'm like we're just all gonna spend the night at Steven's house which is right down the street and I call my mom and I say hey moms we're I'm not coming home tonight I'm gonna spend the night at Steven's house and she says are you spending the night at Steven's house or are you in jail <laughs> So what had happened was we invite our friend Rick uh, up to come hang out with us. And he drives by and he sees like nine police cars up in the... And what Rick thinks is a good idea is to like call each one of ours' parents and say, Hey, just a heads up, your kid might be in jail by the end of the night. Um, Rick's the responsible one. Rick's a, <laughs> Rick, that's not responsible. <laughs> like, what could, you wait until we get in jail and then get help. You don't like. You just want to be on the roof, man. You want to be Yeah. So, um, that's how I ended up not going to jail. <laughs> I love that. It's a great story. I'm 
glad everyone's okay. Yeah, that ended away. I didn't think it would. <laughs> I was expecting blood. Yeah. yeah, I was actually legit. Like, oh no, this is a bad look situation. Local <laughs> child murdered for playing superhero too late in life. Yeah. But Megan's so sweet. Man, child, come off the roof. <laughs> Moving on to yep. our next segment, guys. Uh, it was great though. Megan's charming. Yep, love him. Isn't he just the greatest? He is. And his daughter is my source of Girl Scout cookies. Nice river. Oh damn, mm-hmm. nice connection. Yeah, yeah. And you know what else is good, like Girl Scout cookies? Um, cake? Sex. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh nice. Gross. Segue. And gross that wasn't, segue. That wasn't yeah, just for me. Segue. Think about it more. We're about to go into a very sexy segment. <laughs> no, I want to hold, yeah. hold your feet to the flame on this one <laughs> okay. for a second. <laughs> speaking of childhood innocence. <laughs> oh, boy. Speak, speaking of where children come from. Chocolatey mintness. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what's sexier than a... <laughs> speaking of Samoas. What's sexier than a collaboration with another group of artists, the Atlanta Radio Theater Company? Oh. Nice sag, Ruben. Making a sick new baby bit. Not about babies, that the baby is their bit that we make with them as the parents. That's what this metaphor is about. And it's a romantic evening with Eve featuring our own Whitney Millsap. Wow, you really dosy dote us into this bit. Damn, I sure did. Hey, hey guys, guys, why don't you tag a log with me into this <laughs> new segment? And also the lemon ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but seriously, guys, this is a uh, Whitney. But jokes aside, guys. <laughs> No more jokes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Whitney Millsap uh, is playing a, a woman called Eve. Yes. Who's got a very sexy radio show. And yeah, she's, she's taking sexy advice. She's helping people get better at sexy time. Yep. That's pretty much, I guess, that entire lead up was for that 10-second synopsis. <laughs> All right, so I hope you learned something. <laughs> Man, we, you can also, if you like our hosting here, you can hire us for hosting anything else. Yep. Your event will run long. <laughs> All right. Here comes <laughs> Evening with Eve. Welcome back to a romantic evening with Eve. Oh, I just got out of my last relationship, but I'm feeling good and I'm ready for work. <laughs> I'm so glad I made it in tonight. Can't wait to hear from all the listeners around the world. And by the world, I mean our community. Um, please go ahead. Let's take our first caller. Uh, hi, Eve. Uh, my name's Brian. Uh, hey, from... Brian. Hey. You sound like you're in your 20s. Uh, yeah, well, 20s, but uh, going on 30 at this point, because uh, mm. actually my wife and I just had a kid, and uh, we're oh, finding our taken. relationships a little tough because, uh, well, uh, the kid keeps... Uh, stopping things from happening. I, I don't know if there's a more eloquent way to put it. Look, that's what I'm here for. Talk to Eve. Okay, so you're unhappy with your wife. Um, what are some things that she's doing that, you know, just you really hate? Well, I, I, I mean, I, I guess the kid is kind of the problem. Right, so, I so guess she's that lost she... her body and she's not looking very good. Yeah, yeah, so I guess her having kids is the issue. Is that what you're saying? It is. I think maybe it's time to just get out of there or buy her a gym membership. If she cares about this relationship, then she'll start being something sexy for you. And if not, I say hit the bricks. Find somebody else who's better. Yeah, I, I mean, I maybe guess... Maybe tighter. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess it would solve the kid problem pretty quick. Th- thanks a lot, Eve. <laughs> you got it, Brian. Make sure to visit our website for my phone number. 
Oh, I love helping people. You know, my grandmother told me I was very empathetic. And I guess that's how I wound up here. <laughs> Next caller. Uh, yeah, hi. Uh, my, my name is uh, Frank, and I feel not supported in my dreams in, in my current relationship. Oh, your dreams? What's your dream to be, Frank? Uh, I, I enjoy welding farm equipment together to, uh, to form large metal turtles. Oh. Sort of a sort of an outsider art kind of thing. Really, and, an artist. Wow, you must be so creative. Now, what type of person are you with? How do you feel unsupported? Uh, well, there's the problem is uh, Angela determined recently after us being together for several years that uh, my my chosen vocation doesn't actually generate any income. Mm, you're right. You do sound quite poor, and we have to let you go. Next caller. Well, uh, hi, hi, Eve. Yes, hello. hi. Uh, I've been a long-time listener, a long-time fan. Um, this is a little bit awkward. I'm a, <laughs> oh, a fan. I'm, I'm actually calling so you not so much for advice uh, for myself. Um, I'm a Catholic priest, and in oh. part of my responsibility is I, I have to, to counsel you know, married couples. And uh, I, I've run into a problem. I'm just not sure how to, how to face. Well, you came to the right goddess. Okay, well... Um, so uh, there's, uh, without going into too much detail, uh, there's a married couple in, in my church. And their names are? I, I, I can't really, uh, so we, we can call I them. I can't really uh, help you call them we're Mike not and, going to be How about honest. Mike and Beth? Let's call them Mike and Beth. But Mike and Beth would also be known as? Uh, Jack and Jill? I, mm. I, I feel like you're trying to get me to reveal someone's identity on I'm the air. I'm just trying to help. Okay, well, all right, so. Look, so, this is a safe place. Uh, Who are they? Oh, well, okay, okay their, their names are John and Tiff. And the last name? I, well, you know, there could be lots of Johns and Tiffs out there, so fine, I'm not just going to say where my church is. So, uh, John and Tiff uh, Callahan. Oh, John and Tiff Callahan, great. Right. And our geolocator said that you're calling from Augusta. So oh, God. wonderful. Oh, God, no. Now, what's going on no, with them? No, I violated the confession. Oh, God. What, are you, hello, caller? <laughs> well, um, I guess we'll just have to go to the next line. I mean, I can help some, but not all. Yes, hello, you're on the air with Eve. Uh, hi, Eve. Hi. Hi. Oh, it's your voice. It's like, it's like I've heard it before. <laughs> well, I'm on all the time. Are you an active listener? Yeah, yeah, I am. I, it's weird. I listen to you late at night so no one can hear me. Hear you do what? Um, n never mind. Um... I have a question. Mm -hmm. I'm, uh, you know, just learning about myself and uh, sometimes... Doing some self-exploration. Are you masturbating right now? No. Wait, maybe... What's all that rustling I hear? I just, I just did the laundry and I'm folding the sheets. Oh, all right. Well, that's fine. Yeah. If you want to explore yourself, I would say don't even start on the inside. Let's start with the outside. Okay. And work your way in. All right. Well, I mean, like I said, it... Recently, you know, I've been with men most of my life, but mm -hmm. I look at your photo and mainly your photo and other photos of women sometimes, and I just, there's something happening. What do I do? Um, I would say, why don't you meet me at the coffee shop? I'll be out of here around 930, and we could probably talk about this in person. Oh, oh, is this kind of one of those things that you need to do in person to really understand? Yeah, I just really need to get my hands on the issue. Oh, okay, sure, sure. My, oh, that's just my, I gotta go fold more laundry, but, um. Now which, I'll see you over at the Jittery Joe's at nine. Oh, uh, all right. Thank you so much. I gotta go. 
Now, callers, we will update about that coffee date next week. Because you know me, I'm 24 hours single and ready to mingle. Good night, listeners. That was nasty. Yeah, yeah uh, and you know, but I, I just, I always respect a woman who just takes care of herself. You know, I, I respect all women. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> not you, me. I select. <laughs> I'm only for women that take care of themselves. Yeah, if you are, if you don't have your shit together, take a hike. <laughs> yeah, Tom <laughs> doesn't want any part of you. <laughs> if you can't take care of yourself, how can you take care of me? Yeah, I need a lot of taking. That's care exactly of right. Because I'm a mess. <laughs> I have problems yeah and i need help yeah, mm-hmm. you can't have your own emotional problems because you're gonna take on all of mine that's right yeah. you hate uh in other people what you hate in yourself well i have Tom? no room for codependency because i'm codependent with myself that's Guys. right wow it's like it's our own advice podcast all of a sudden yeah that you're don't listening be to. like us yeah though i do wish i could just call into a hotline and a girl just go after me hardcore without seeing me, without mm-hmm. knowing anything about me. <laughs> what you just hey, open, uh, like, so ring, like ring. What hey, you piece of shit? What's up? <laughs> so like phone sex? Uh, I guess without the. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> but right. just with more humiliation and less sex. <laughs> just make me feel good. Okay, that's all I want. Speaking of feeling good, oh, we nice, got a great um, yeah. Thanks. We got a uh, cool interview coming up next. Yeah, with Perry Frost, the Epic's brief, uh, Epic Briefs podcast guys and gals uh, have an interview with Perry Frost, yeah. one of our own ensemble members, mm-hmm. and she is just the best. <laughs> she kills it. I am unbiased in this. <laughs> uh, 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 Ed is Perry's boyfriend. That's yeah. true. So, Dis- disclaimer, guys. Mm-hmm. She's my little whipped cream spiral. <laughs> Oh, what? yeah, I don't know why that's what that I chose. Is, what does that mean? I hate that. I'm on top of a coffee, like a, like a fancy place. Okay. Okay. Like, you know, what's when the, you get a coffee and they just put are you, a little... Are you, what's the coffee? Are you the, are you the coffee? Yeah, I'm like the hazelnut roast. Okay, so you're okay. getting cream covered <laughs> yes. by Perry, is what you're trying to tell us. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds healthy. All of this is so uncomfortable. <laughs> well, get to uh, get to know more about Perry. <laughs> yes, yeah. and uh, you know what? She'll explain it better than I can. <laughs> yeah, she'll go back in time in this interview to explain what Ed just said. Yeah, so <laughs> buckle your time belts and uh, d- d- call it your parents. <laughs> yeah, here's <laughs> here's the Epic Briefs podcast with Perry Frost. Here with Harry Frost, who's part of the ensemble here at Das Garage, and I'm Claudius, and I have Jamie and Chris. Where are you from originally, Perry? Um, I am one of the true Atlanta metro area locals because I grew up in Marietta. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, I never really left for oh, really? long. Okay. Long enough to go to Louisiana and then fail out of college and then come back. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like growing up in Marietta for you? Ah, cultural wasteland, um, Christian school. Okay, yeah. Uh, Cul-de-sacs. Cul-de-sacs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> white suburbia. Yeah. White so, suburbia. but I think those are all the reasons that my parents wanted to raise their children there because it's, yeah. you know, not a lot of unknown quantities right. in Marietta. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It seems kind of like secure, I guess. Though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> were you, as a kid, were you into performing and then no. green acting? No, I actually, (laughs) no, I never did any acting or comedy until I started taking classes at Dad's, actually. And 
I guess that's not true because I grew up in the church, so we okay. had Christmas pageants and right. um, plays that everyone was required to at least be like, like a part of associated yeah. with. Yeah, yeah, like priest number twelve. <laughs> you you get to say one thing nice. in the play. <laughs> okay, everyone gets one line. Nice. So I'm guessing it wasn't like a dream of yours to be in performing arts or anything. No, okay. no, it wasn't even on my radar. Oh wow! At any at any point until I took level one classes. Okay. And I went, I think I, am I doing this? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> doing it. What did yeah. you like? What did you want to be as a kid? Um, I I guess a visual artist would be the closest thing that I ever had to cool. a dream. Yeah. Although I've always just been <laughs> yeah. kind of easygoing and. It, wherever the wind takes me. Um, when I went to school, I was preparing to be a nurse. Okay. But that really didn't last long. Got it. <laughs> like, so much schooling goes into... Yeah, yeah and then the human like, misery is a factor. <laughs> that too. I think you need to be really emotionally stable to yeah. absorb other people's yeah. misery, and I'm That's not. True. So, like, I can't even give good advice on everyday things, much less help someone. But now, that's like the opposite of nursing, is yeah. comedy. It kind of is, yeah. <laughs> because that's you get so to true. see people who are happy and right. laughing all the time. <laughs> so, like, what made you uh, go the improv route? Like, what made you go to that level one class? Um. Well, I had been doing front of house and volunteering at dad's okay. for psh, probably like a year. Okay. Um, because I, uh, I kind of got grandfathered into the company because I was dating a company member at the time. Okay. And it didn't end up working out. Got it. Um, but I didn't want to leave the theater. Mm-hmm. No one, no one ever asks you to leave the theater if you go through a breakup, but I think it's like anything else. It's inferred. You, you might just decide, like, I can't handle this right yeah, now. Right, right. Even if everyone else is telling, no, we love you. Yeah. Um, right. So I decided I need an excuse to stick around here and to feel like I belong. Yeah. So I should start, uh, start taking classes. And then, right. at least in my mind, I can say, hey, I paid to be here. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. It doesn't matter if I went through a breakup. <laughs> Pay right. my money like everybody else. Yeah, like my breakup doesn't define me. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and um, once I took level one, it just kept being a no-brainer to take cool. the next class. Awesome. And I, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot cool. right away. Do you have any uh, direct influences that helped you craft your style of improvising in your personality? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, are you talking about pop culture or, like, personal? Um, I guess either one will work, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Mystery Science Theater 3000, okay. <laughs> I think, is a big influence on me because it's so observational. Yeah. Um, but wordplay-based. Wordplay, yeah. And I, if there's any way to define the type of comedy I do on stage, mm-hmm. it's very wordy and okay. sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's probably a joke that I should have just written into right a script and not bothered saying okay because it's <laughs> hard fair. it's hard for people to unpack and not not in a way that it's a, a joke that's too smart for people to get <laughs> not at all it's just very strange wording do you have like an example um <laughs> let me think yeah sure um no no okay <laughs> <laughs> what was it like the first time you were on stage I guess the first time I was officially on stage at Dad's Garage would be my level four grad show, okay. which was great. We had a yeah. really supportive class. Awesome. Um, I believe my teacher for that 
class was uh, Renee Delafont, who I had. I took level four four times. Okay. <laughs> um, so I had Renee twice, and I think he was my first level four teacher. That was great. He fostered a really fun environment, cool. and we, we all became really good friends. Yeah. And before the show, I <laughs> I was, like, newly 21 years old, okay. so I <laughs> snuck to a restaurant alone yeah. and got a shot of tequila and did it alone. Okay. And then walked back to the theater and nice. was like, hey, guys, I'm ready. I didn't even have to drink. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Do the other people know this story yet? Or is this going to be a reveal? I think that's a reveal. <laughs> nice. And I would nice. say any level four students don't do what I did. Got it. <laughs> Why did you take level four? You said you took it four times. Four times? Was um, there a reason? Because at the time, I was definitely not ready to move up in the company at all, okay. skill-wise. So I just decided to keep learning. Yeah. Um, and one of those level fours, I actually was already in the rookies at that point. And okay. once you get in the rookies, you get to retake classes for free. That's pretty cool. Nice. So I guess it was yeah. more like three times. And then the okay. fourth time I just, Hey, you know, it's there. Yeah. I can just show up. Right. And, and every time you took the class, you definitely got something brand new from the classes. Oh, yeah. You did. Okay. That's yeah. Awesome. It's, it's, you're never going to get to the point where you've heard every perspective or you can never learn to look at anything in a new way. Got it. Yeah. Especially a dad's when we have, so many teachers yeah um who have interesting sometimes borderline contradictory opinions <laughs> on things yeah. it happens yeah definitely okay. yeah so as long as you have a new teacher it's almost like a new class okay sweet um what's the best part of improv for you mm -hmm. it's it's become a way that i relate to strangers mm -hmm. and my personal life okay so, so I guess just how it helps me relate to other people. Got it. Okay. And when I say strangers, I mean the audience. I feel right. really comfortable in front of a whole room of people who I don't know mm -hmm. really anyone in the room. Right. Like um, us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're all strangers. We're all friends now, though. We're, we're all friends now. <laughs> but then at the same time, the performers here and just the improv community has become like family. Sweet. So. Um, what's the toughest part of improv for you? I think for me, the toughest part of improv is self self assessment. Okay. And uh, I do a lot of shows, and I've done them for years, and I enjoy it. And sometimes I'll be in a show, and I'll think to myself, "Something was weird," um, but yeah. I can't put my finger on it. But then that's why we get notes from other performers, is because sometimes it takes someone who outside of yourself to zero right. in yeah. on what exactly went wrong. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that's part of the collaborative process is patting each other on the back and going, yes, you fucked up, but it's okay. We can help each other. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I fucked up last show. Uh, you called me out on it. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Definitely. And if someone asks me, what what kind of improviser are you? I, I have trouble wording that sometimes, okay. which I think is why it tripped me up earlier when, <laughs> when I was <laughs> trying to joke. explain my... <laughs> yeah. My wordiness in my right. comedy. And then you said, an example? I don't know. <laughs> That's fair. That's I don't okay. remember any scenes unless they are either the best scene I've ever done or the worst scene I've ever okay. done. Okay. That's fair. Definitely. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how it was to play Liz and Serenade? Oh, yeah. Um, so Serenade is a short film that I did a couple years back. The plot of it is 
a girl comes to the door and a guy is singing a song to her about tomatoes, right? <laughs> this is his last ditch effort he's been trying to get with me for so long. And I give him this rant about how, look, it's not, I don't like tomatoes. It's not tomatoes. It's not that tomatoes are bad. I just don't like them. So <laughs> you're tomatoes. Yeah. In my mind, you're a tomato. Lots of people like that. You're right. But I don't. Got it. Um, and That's a it, nice way to say no. Yeah. <laughs> And I like the finished product a lot. Um, I do a lot of weird short films, but that was fun because I could share it with everyone. I could show it to my parents. Right, yeah, and, definitely. And uh, that's not the case with everything I've done. Right. So, that, <laughs> yeah, that was a really fun shoot. And I think it did maybe some fests, had some success okay. in a couple of smaller film festivals. Cool. Are you able to bring a bit of yourself to your roles, or do you prefer to disconnect from Perry and fully become the character? I definitely always sound like myself in some way whether it's cadence or (laughs) just choices made if they let me improvise um yep there's there's always a bit of me i'm I'm not like a daniel day lewis that's able to disappear (laughs) into the role you can always tell it's me but maybe um i i don't (laughs) this is gonna sound terrible i get to be in a lot of film but not stuff i audition for okay it's usually people who ask me to do it yeah and cast me w- without an audition so okay. that must mean that they know what they're getting and that's exactly <laughs> what, what they, they want, want. Yeah. Right. so maybe audition yeah. based that doesn't work so well but <laughs> networking it's great for networking what was the process of becoming the content producer and host of booze clues trivia <laughs> Booze clues. <laughs> it um so we have a bartender here at Dad's Garage. His name is August. Cool and man. he yeah, and he's just been a long time uh front of house staff. He's wonderful, one of my best friends. So a few years ago, uh probably twenty thirteen, a friend of his from a poker night he did at a bar was going to start a trivia promotion. And he had asked August to host, yeah. and August thought, mm, yeah, I'm not going to do that. He just didn't want to. <laughs> yeah. So he reached out to me because he knew that I had some hosting experience. Uh, not trivia hosting, but just hosting shows. Or, right. yeah. And I was comfortable on a microphone because I was doing stand-up at the time. What? So, cool. <laughs> well... When I say doing, I mean it in the most literal sense. Not was, succeeding. I was going to way too excited about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, so sorry. Uh, I just had kind of a trial week yeah. where it, he was sitting next to me while I was hosting trivia and giving me little recommendations. And that was four years ago. And I still do that same trivia night at the local. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. So it's... Um, I love doing it. I learn a lot because I write all the questions. Okay. So it, I'm a smarter person yeah. for having hosted trivia. And I'm also a, a much crueler person <laughs> because when people come up to me and are mad that they got it wrong, I look them in the eye and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> As you should be when you're doing trivia, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm a nice person, but when I'm at trivia... It's ruthless. You got to draw time. the line, or yeah. they'll just try to chip away at you and get yeah. and convince you that you're wrong, even though you're the one who just Googled the exactly. question. <laughs> but one thing I am nice about, I never count spelling. So okay. if you're terrible at spelling, come to my trivia night. Sweet. I will not. <laughs> I will not take any points away for spelling. As long as it looks similar to the word, you can't put cat and be like, no, that's. Uh, 
yeah, nuclear fission. <laughs> yeah, it, it would have to be phonetically similar enough nice. that I know what you're getting at. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about Agatha's A Taste of Mystery and how you got involved in, with that? Yes. So Agatha's is a um, murder mystery theater downtown. They do pop culture-based comedy murder mysteries, and all of them have two actors. Um, that play all the characters. Yeah. Hmm. And I think it, it was kind of an easy jump from Dad's Garage over to Agatha's because there's just a lot of overlap between our performers. Cool. So, man, I mean, uh, Dan Triandaflo is over there. Uh, Whitney Millsap. Karen Cassidy has done it. Mm-hmm. Ricky Boynton. Uh, Tara Oaks. Kirsten. Uh, Kirsten King. A lot of us end up over there. Yeah. And um, it's really fun. It's you get to showcase a lot of your character work, and then you get to wear different costumes. Sweet. Yeah, and the the proximity you have to the audience means even though it's technically scripted, mm-hmm. it ends up being an improv show. Cool. Because imagine yeah. doing a scripted show, but at, you're also trying to sidle past right. a, a sorority alumni reunion, and they're all <laughs> drunk. Yeah, you trip over them. You're gonna have to go off script a yeah, little bit. Yeah, true. When you started taking classes at Dad's Garage, what were some of the things that apply, or, sorry, appealed to you the most and encouraged you to keep working on getting better at your craft? I think it was the idea that I couldn't get embarrassed if I got good enough at improv. Because <laughs> every level I took at Dad's Garage just chipped away at a lot of my insecurities and made mm-hmm. me feel safer. Um, not only on stage, but yeah. just in normal conversation. And so it helped me come out of my shell a lot. Yeah. Um, and now we, I joke around that I can't get embarrassed. Right. Like yeah. all my clothes <laughs> could explode off of me right now. And I'd go like, oh, do wouldn't care. <laughs> Would not care. Um, it's just almost like a superpower at a point. Sweet. Okay. Um, not being insecure and not being scared of... What's going to happen next? Right. I used to be the kind of person who would have to rehearse phone calls. Oh, really? <laughs> if I needed to call to yeah. get like a prescription yeah. refilled, I'd be like, okay, here's, they're probably going to say this. Yeah. And if they don't say this, here's plan B. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like plan B through G or something. Yeah. <laughs> Write them all out, script Pulling them out, be like, okay, yeah. you said this. I have to go to this yeah. paragraph <laughs> table. There we go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I wonder if I've swung too far in the other direction sometimes. Oh. Because yeah. <laughs> phone interview for a job. <laughs> right. I don't need to prepare. They'll get. so what was it like uh earning your way into the dad's garage ensemble and was it like really challenging for you or did you just like have fun and make it happen um i think it it was all fun for me because the the timing of when i moved up in the company was really lucky um so not the performer lucky i mean the concept (laughs) the concept of luckiness (laughs) um so i was in the first ever rookies group so that was really fortunate for me cool. um, because these standards were lower back then. <laughs> I'm serious, though. Yeah. Uh, not that there weren't other people in the group who right. were amazing, but there right. was no way. Oh, so right. um, okay. then it was right about two and a half years until I got into the Genco. Mm-hmm. And then probably like three years until I got into the ensemble. And I think what helped me get into the ensemble was I had started branching out into writing. Okay. And I managed to pitch a show called Ten Ways to Ruin Everything that got picked up. And I, I wrote it solo. And 
maybe I'm being cynical by thinking this, but I think they were probably saying, if we give her her own scripted show, I guess we should put her in the ensemble. <laughs> because if we can trust her that with that, yeah. then I guess we can trust her in improv shows. <laughs> right, right. Nice. But um, getting into the ensemble, I think, is really nice because you do get that small improv pay bump. Mm-hmm. And then starting to teach is really, really fun. Cool. But I just don't think people should worry about it because there are so many opportunities at at different levels at dads and um if you worry too much about upward mobility um it's it's a distraction yeah and it can take away from your enjoyment in the company yeah that's true so yeah maybe it's kind of like um uh, getting a boyfriend thing where if you're looking for a boyfriend you're never going to find it if (laughs) you're worried about it but then the moment you stop caring yeah, right. The perfect guy <laughs> yeah. shows up. Oh, man. Maybe that's like the ensemble. Like, stop caring about getting in, yeah. and then you'll be like, holy shit. Yeah. Oh, they what? like me. What? <laughs> uh, what was it like uh, working on Heart of America? It was, <laughs> it was amazing because imagine getting a bunch of Dad's Garage performers and crew members it, and having them all like go to a camp. <laughs> like a summer camp. Yeah. Because that's where we filmed it was yeah. near um a literal camp that had like a little mess hall. Okay. And uh <laughs> and the weather was really nice the whole time, cool. which yeah. is wonderful nice, because yeah. yeah, for an outdoor shoot. Uh-huh. It was going to be brutal, but we happened to just have this like mild love mild wind the yeah. entire time. <laughs> yeah, it was wonderful. <laughs> um I I had enough sunscreen. And that was very important to me. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, <laughs> I always felt blessed because when I filmed with Kevin on that set, mm-hmm. he was in this giant Bigfoot costume <laughs> yeah. and, it, and it took him a million years to get in and out of his oh, makeup gosh. and he was so hot yeah. and miserable. So even if I had wanted to complain about anything, I wouldn't have felt right about it. <laughs> He's sitting right there staring at me, shaking his head like, you have no idea. <laughs> um, it, the script is really amazing and um, high energy with like those cuts back and forth. Yeah. Um, and Arlen and Kevin, when they write together, it, it's just the exact kind of shit that I find funny. Nice. That's awesome. um, the <laughs> and then I got a little bit of creative input in uh, the scene in the tent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The silhouetted, yeah. uh, just sexual what do you what do you describe it at circus probably it was interesting yeah Yeah. um and they said you know just kind of have fun with it see what different stupid positions you could get into and we had this stupid fake penis but it was i believe it was a flashlight with a piece of bagel taped to the end of it It was not a professional prop <laughs> nice. or even a dildo that you could get at a sex yeah. shop. It was, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, yeah. a flashlight with a torn up piece of bagel <laughs> that had been shaped into kind of a wiener head. Which probably made it a bit more easy to play around with, I'm thinking. Yeah. A flashlight and a piece of bagel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it's, it's just a texture sensation. Yeah. It was great. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite scene about Heart of America. Nice. So you said that you like costumes and, and that type of thing. Do you also really enjoy makeup? I noticed that you have like a lot of 
like you do it really well with your makeup. Thank you. And yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, is that something you're like really into? Is that just part of the whole costuming thing or you just really like makeup? I love makeup. <laughs> so I, I hesitate to even call it a hobby. It's like twin passions, comedy <laughs> and makeup. And I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> so I do a little bit of freelance makeup work. Sweet. Um, cosplay makeup. I've done bridal makeup. Um, and I actually worked at Sephora for mm. a while. So I love the confidence it gives me. Uh-huh. And it's very zen also. Oh, really? Like cool. putting on makeup yeah. and being this close to your face and all your flaws <laughs> and just like wiping them away <laughs> with art. Yeah, that's like, a cool word. Yeah, that. it's like meditation. And I guess that is kind of part of my pre-show ritual. Hmm. Um, I have done improv without makeup and it's a little distracting for me so i like to put on at least a little bit okay for this podcast you can see i didn't bother (laughs) but for improv (laughs) generally i I at least put on my eyebrows because i don't have many (laughs) i don't have many (laughs) (laughs) sometimes eyebrows get in the way though it's like too much sometimes no yeah you gotta pluck them yeah i have the opposite (laughs) i have to draw on individual hairs at least you can know like how you want them to be on that day you're right i can customize the shape exactly Mm -hmm. always got that questioning look yeah yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) so are there any future projects um that we can look forward to seeing you in Ooh, yes um well i don't know how much i can really say about it but i have been tapped for a dad's garage tv production sweet um it's we just had our first meeting about it and again i don't know how much i can say um Mm -hmm. but it is going to be very funny and it's something that we've never done before but we're long overdue for doing all right cool um so we have like uh, a random question each we'd like to ask you to wrap things up cool most annoying habit Grinding my teeth when I'm asleep. Okay. <laughs> because everyone I've ever slept next to has <laughs> told you that has hated it. <laughs> okay. It's probably pretty serious then. Oh, they can actually it can be wake bad. up out of sleep. It's I mean, called not hers, but just in general. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is bad. It's called bruxism. I've been diagnosed with bruxism. That's wow. what it's called. That sounds so harsh. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> my teeth. all right if you could live in any dad's garage show what would it be and why i think it's fun to think about the zombie apocalypse so song of the living dead would be fun to live in because i've read the zombie survival guide and i want to see if it's uh accurate if it's yeah (laughs) if it would help me at all (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. so let's go with that song of the living dead and then they're singing too and what's your go-to karaoke song Oh, uh, <laughs> You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette. Oh, that's a good one. Nice. <laughs> that always gets the other ladies singing, too. Nice. And, and if there's a girl who's there because she just went through a breakup, yeah. she's like, yes, sister, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him. <laughs> well, this has been awesome. Though. Thank you for yeah, thank taking you. time to talk to us. Thanks for and having chill me. Hang out. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. Sweet. Yay. Right. Harry Frost, everyone. Yay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I know so much more about her now. Yeah, do you feel like you're closer to her now that you've listened to someone else ask her questions? should have just asked her basic questions. Well, communication's important, but not to me. <laughs> you, like, learned her age. Yeah. She grew up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all the other stuff that was in there. <laughs>
<laughs> so uh coming up next yeah we got another dad's garage like uh, uh produced not even produced but from the people from dad's garage mm-hmm. a podcast uh you guys are probably familiar with it who's, uh, your, who's daddy? your daddy yep. they are a wonderful show it's about a young man and his mom looking for a new father figure to bring into young travis's life mm-hmm. yep travis and debbie beanstalk aka uh, hannah asleason and jenny wentling yes that's right our talented gals here at dad's garage and uh we're going to have Travis and his mom give you some advice for life. Yeah. Yep. How often do you get advice from a thirteen-year-old uh, 13 sh- shithead? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a really put together uh, Midwestern mom lady. Yep. Who's with pro- very repressed sexuality and probably neurotic in a, quite a few ways. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's neurotic and erotic. It's a two for one. Cancel your therapy sessions. Stop going to them. We got you covered right here. Right. Because here's some, here are two people that are worse than you. Yeah. Telling you how to be better. Yep. It's just like the internet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're spending all that money. Forget it. Yeah. <laughs> throw it out the garbage window. Yeah. Or buy scratch offs. <laughs> Live a better life. Yeah. You might as well throw your money in a burning barrel, you idiot. Whoa, Ed. It's <laughs> just aggressive. That was listeners. Yeah. very too much it's been a really long day (laughs) anyway take your mind off your troubles and listen (laughs) to these two uh this is the who's your daddy podcast advice minute did bump into it. Well, uh, I got a big dick. Oh, it bumps into a lot of stuff. Boy. All right. Ah, all right. Um, hello, hello, hello. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, and that, good night. All right, give it to it all at once. Give it to him all at once. I don't know when you guys are listening to this crap. All right, well, hey, you're calling our stuff crap, and we haven't I'm, even started, Travis. It's just a way to talk about any object is call it crap. Oh, all right, so it's like a lingo? Sure. It's like a lingo. Oh, look at that. Look at my son. What a piece of crap. Come on, Mom. Yeah, see, I did that on purpose. You didn't like it. Uh, You didn't like it, did you? Yeah, I turned it back on you, didn't I? Start the dang thing. Lesson learned, Padcast. Uh, My name is Deborah Beanstalk, or Debbie Beanstalk, and uh, to my left is my golden stallion. Travis. There he is. Yep. We are uh, the world's number one mommy-son duo. Oh, I don't know if you can quantify that kind of crap. Well, it's not crap. As everyone knows from the previous conversation, it's not crap. It is majestic and it is beautiful. And uh, to give you a little backstory on us, uh, I'm a recent divorcee from my husband, Carl. And uh, my beautiful boy, Travis, and I have a little podcast where we interview uh, potential men and women for my life. Yeah, I'm looking for a dad. So we called it Who's Your Daddy? I thought it was a clever name at the time. When now you what? I don't know. People say it to me at school. It's kind of weird. Yeah, because you're popular now. I don't know about that. I feel like the podcast I think I was hurt. always popular, Mom. All right. You don't do a lot on the weekends for someone who's so popular. All right, Mom. Seriously, I'm focusing on me right now. All right. I just was curious. I do a lot of stuff. It's just after you go to bed. All right. Do you want to have my old pager? Would that be better if you could page your friends? What? No. No one does that. No one would have a way to get that. 
Yeah, you just give them your pager number, and then all your friends can page you, and if you want to go hang out with them, I'll drive you. I don't, like, that's like sending a telegraph. No, no one has those. No, it's not sending a telegraph. That's old school. Pagers are not that outdated. They're just pretty outdated. Well, all right. Well, I guess that's a no to my uh, my helpful plan. Anyway. Anyway. So Dad's Garage Theater yeah, well, in, a, in Atlanta, Georgia, reached out to us because they heard what good stuff we were churning out. Yeah, yeah. They said, why don't you run an advice column for us because we need to hear your perspective on these things because you guys are freaking brilliant. Yeah, pretty so he- much. here we are. Yeah, I didn't realize we'd be reaching across the country. Well, when you're as good looking as this guy... They can't see us. They can only hear you, buddy. Oh, you can tell I'm sexy by my voice. All right. I I agree. All right. You, I mean, you're 50% me. That means you are one hot... Oh, my God, Mom. Just, just start the questions. All right, all right. This first one comes from uh, Back, Back, Backwoods. What a name. Uh, and it is, if you were guaranteed to be successful... What job would you want? Wow, that is a fun one. Trav, you want to take a stab at this one? I'd be a freaking rock star. Like a singer? I would be singing and playing the drums. Oh, versatile. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of the the Ringo star of Indiana. Yeah, you know, guys, Trav Trav is great. He, what makes your talent so... Grant is that he'll just pick up any old household object and just start banging it on the I table. I will bang anything. Yeah, that's what makes you just such a wonder to me. I'm like, yeah, I keep losing all the. You keep taking all these utensils back into your room, and you're yeah. always working on your craft. I just love it. Thank you. Yeah, I hope that everyone else sees how successful I am. Besides my mother, someday, someday, maybe this podcast will help you blow up. Hey, I'm trying to get blown. Yeah, that's what we're looking at. Just, just trying to blow up. Because when you get blown, that's when you're blowing the top off things. Am I right, Padcast? Oh, buddy. Yeah, Mom, you got an answer for that one. What do you do? Um, I'm. I think if I could, uh, if I knew I was going to be successful, what job would I have? It'd be being a mom. I'm living the most successful life right now. I've got a golden fox of a son, who was a spitting image of me, and not so much of his father. I think I'm living my truth, as I hear kids say nowadays. Oh, brother. So this question is just easy for me. I'm already doing it. You just keep being the same person? Yeah, what's wrong with who I am right now? Come on, Mom. You can be anything you want. You don't want to be like a freaking like jet setter like CEO? Eh, that's a lot of responsibility. I, oh, I'm not my God. crazy you... about telling people what to do. Oh, I would like to learn how to properly manicure. I always thought that'd be fun. Go be really with that good. Then. Go. You know, I see all these ladies who do all these different nail things, and I'm just like, how did they? Who taught them that craft? And I just. Well, maybe you should look into it, Mom. I'm yeah. sure there's a beauty college around here somewhere. It's rural Indiana. We can't be too far from a cosmetic school. All right. Um, I've got a question here. All right. Moomoo82 says... Quite the name. What are your favorite new fashion trends coming to the runway this spring? Oh, yeah. All right. 
coming to the runway. We don't get a whole lot of runway out here. Unless you're talking about... Don't run- say it. Don't say it. Running away from trouble. No. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense, Mom. I am so sorry. I just thought that was a hoot. Oh, wow. Your sense of humor is lacking. All right, Trav. Why don't you turn that frown way upside down? We're talking to millions of people right now. What a life. Well, what are you, what are you going to wear in the spring, Mom? Um, oh. The same stinking thing you wear every day? All right. We got to attack my wardrobe like that. I am a big believer. I used to have a pastor who would say, modest is hottest. And I tried to incorporate that into most of my wardrobe choices. So I'm I'm a fan of turtlenecks with the sleeves cut off. Ugh. All right. I don't think there's a whole lot to work with there. What's wrong with that? Maybe a nice hat? What What I'll say is what I want to see on a woman. Oh, no. Put on a bikini. It's almost summer. Yeah, all right. That's fine. I I agree. A tasteful bikini. Hardly a bikini. What? Like... A bikini that's hardly there. Oh, God, Travis, what do you want her to wear? Floss? Please. What is wrong with you? I'm just a dude. I'm doing boys will be boys. You're only 14. Oh, I got a big dick, though. Oh, boy, Travis. Uh, Disclosure, disclaimer, all you podcast listeners, it's really not that. (laughs) Mom, seriously? Is this how you want to run this podcast? No, I just don't like lying to people. That's so inappropriate. I don't like lying to people. Hey, they didn't have to know it's a podcast. All right, I'm sorry. Fine. I forgive you. All right, I love you. Yeah, whatever. I love you too. Thank you. <gasps> Do we have one more question in us before we... Yeah. Like that's a lot of advice. Um, oh, oh, I got one. And it comes from Rip Jeans 2-4. All right, love it. If you could eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? Wow. All right. This is an easy one. Yeah, I already know this answer. Corn dogs. Yes, there it is. All the nutritional value you could ever need on a stick. Eat five corn dogs a day, and not only are you going to be the strongest freaking man on the earth, you're going to shit like a champion. Oh, my. What? That thing will slide right back out, Joe. That is foul, Travis. And no one wants that. There's really not, you know what? I actually don't mind it because it's an easy thing to make, but I probably should start feeding you something else. Hey, a corn dog is what a corn dog does. All right. Great. Anyway, um, I, I'd say if I could eat, eat a one food for the rest of my life, it'd be pineapple. I don't know what it is about pineapple, but I just love it. It's simple. It's a simple answer. I'm a simple gal. Yeah, well, I like a pineapple, too, right before I get a blowjob. Oh, my. You know what? That's it. That's it, Padcast. Maybe we'll see you again, but I've got to cut this off because we need to have a serious chat. Whatever. To your room. Oh, fine. And you can't bring your scooter. Oh, you're the worst. All right, I'll take it. Perks of being a single parent. That was cool. 
<laughs> Thanks, Tom, for that <laughs> glowing endorsement. Well, you know, I think if you oversell it after someone has already listened to a thing. Make your own mind up about it. Yeah. yeah you know what? We're not going to be the content police. Yeah, wasn't that great? Yeah. Dude, you know what? If you thought it sucked, then that's that's your thing. That's fine. Yeah. It's You have bad taste, but it's right. it's on you. Yeah. yeah. We're here at the end of another Dad's Garage. And that's so sad. It, it We've feels... spent all this time together. Yeah. We've been on a journey. We learned things about your girlfriend. And each other. Mm-hmm. And and the people of the podcast world. Yeah, we had uh, stories about a youthful rebellion. We yeah. learned, we Inconsequential laughed, we rebellion. Yeah, where nothing <laughs> happened, and you were probably too old to be doing the thing that you're doing, but it was still maybe recapturing your youth yep. is the lesson from that story. We learned uh, that you can be sexy and give bad advice. And if you have sexy problems with your partner, maybe calling a sex advice column and fucking that person that's on the phone with you is the right answer. That's what you should do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Person. So... We hope that you enjoyed your journey with all of us. Yeah. And we hope that we see you next time. And now to close us out, the Dad's Garage Cast dancers. <laughs> Man, they are killing it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Dad's Garage Cast. We will be back in another month with a whole new buffet of comedy treats. And, uh, and please, after you've listened to this one, listen to Who's Your Daddy? And also, You're Welcome Hollywood. Yeah, you can find them all on uh, iTunes and Google Play and where you get your podcasts. Rate and review all these great podcasts. And then go find more podcasts. Yeah. You know, just <laughs> and tell explore. us about them. Like, I, Mark Maron's is pretty good. Like, go <laughs> go check him out. He I needs, mean, he's he okay. I feel like when he rambles off the top, that's the least interesting part of it. His interviews are good. Yeah, I wouldn't know anything about that. But his opening yeah. ramble is just shit. <laughs> Don't you just hate rambling <laughs> on oh, podcasts? Worst. All Isn't right, well, just the the worst thing. What else do we like? <laughs> See you later. Couscous. <laughs> <laughs>